0: As the world becomes more polarized and distorted from reality, Big Red for America breaks down a new concept, value, or debate so you can better understand the history and facts. Using historical data, basic logic, and common sense, we supply honesty and clarity around today's political topics, value sets, and cultural discourse. This is the Big Red for America show. Ho, 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 and merry season of severe illness and death to all of you degenerates out there. In all seriousness, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I hope you all had wonderful Christmases and spent it with your wonderful, beautiful families. For me, Christmas came early this year. While our all of our Christmas presents are on flotillas that are stuck in the LA Harbor waiting to be offloaded, Joe Mansion. Joe Manchin, man, our guy from West Virginia, wonderful senator, gave us an early Christmas present by killing Build Back Better. As the White House moans over Joe Manchin's move, they preach a Christmas of doom and gloom with the Omicron variant on the horizon. But that's actually not what I'm focusing on this week. I spent the weekend before christmas at america fest and it was extremely encouraging to be surrounded by young conservatives and i got to listen to some awesome speakers and took away some great nuggets of knowledge and not only that you guys are super lucky i feel compelled to share this knowledge with you this is big red and you're listening to the big red for america show Like I said, I spent the week before Christmas at America Fest, which was here in Arizona. And I mean, I just have so many fun stories from there. I got to meet Madison Cawthorn, or I mean, I didn't really meet him, I just as much as I just got a picture with him. But it was cool to rub shoulders with the youngest elected member of Congress. He spoke at a breakout I attended, and I'll speak more to that later. And I also got to meet my favorite candidate for Arizona governor, Miss Carrie Lake, attempting to start volunteering for her campaign, just because I really am on board with her values. I'll even get into that more uh, a little bit later. And beyond just meeting awesome speakers, I got to meet awesome local people and um, listen to some amazing, amazing speeches. And in no specific order, uh, I got to listen to Tucker Carlson, Charlie Kirk, he had a phenomenal opening speech the first night. I got to listen to Donald Trump Jr., who kicked it off on day two. And uh, let's go Brandon chant erupted during his speech Here's the audio of that. So that that was cool to be a part of. (laughs) Also Dennis Prager, who had an excellent, excellent refutation of of common leftist lies told about America. I think he had 11 of them. He just right off the bat, boom, 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 boom. Really cool to listen to and just kind of speaking plain truths, which is always encouraging. We got to listen to many congressmen and women like Laura Boebert, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Burgess Owens, Byron Daniels, and Madison Cawthorne, as I mentioned above. Also, Senator Ted Cruz was there, who had an epic wrap-up Monday night. We got to listen to James Lindsay as part of a panel discussion about critical race theory, which was also awesome. Highly recommend a lot of his work. I like his book, Cynical Theories. It really gives you an understanding of critical race theory, of gender theory, of all that's in tied up in that and like I said that'll be a topic for a for a book review and that's that's for sure going to be a meaty one James O'Keefe was there with Project Veritas and they actually did he didn't speak rather he had a a visual performance that was quite interesting to watch it was kind of his story the story of Project Veritas told through brief video clips and a lot of interpretive dance (laughs) they were advertising for their Project Veritas experience which is going to go live I believe last week in January Kyle Rittenhouse even made an appearance. He strutted into the arena to a standing ovation. Uh, the clip is on our Twitter, which you can find it in our in the link to this podcast, or at Big Red for America One, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, hard to say, but um, or you can look at it's also on our Getter. So once again, link to our socials will be in the is always in. The podcast description so go check it out you can see some cool videos other the other um, things that i have from that event i want i was told i need to start plugging our social media more so there you go please if you like what we do here do a lot of stuff on instagram lots of memes you know keep you guys keep you guys in the know especially with the memes so would appreciate a follow there uh, but it was truly a star-studded list it was really really awesome to listen to uh, I believe all the speeches are on Fox Nation. So if you're a subscriber to Fox Nation, you can catch a lot of the speeches there. Not sponsored, by the way, but just simple statement of fact. I do believe they are on they are on Fox Nation, or I'm sure they'll be on YouTube in one in one shape or form eventually. And I would highly, highly, uh, just encourage you to listen to a lot of them because I mean they're maybe 15, 20 minutes, but lots and lots of motivational stuff, just basic truths about America, combating leftist lies, stuff like that. It was really a real awesome experience. But beyond just that, obviously, if you weren't there, you did kind of miss out. But I want to give you guys kind of my takeaways from that weekend. And the first one actually comes from Tucker Carlson. And it was that we have duties to those around us. He spoke the opening night of America Fest. And he spoke on our, our concentric circles of responsibility. As conservatives, we often are very hyper individualistic. We're so afraid of collectivism. We actually kind of ignore our responsibilities to those around us. And Tucker sought to remind us that, first off, those responsibilities exist and that we can't ignore them. Because we have kind of ignored our local responsibilities, we've actually kind of weakened our communities, and this has led to increased collectivism and increased dependence on the federal government. And of course, this is not a new idea. Russell Kirk brought this up in his book, The Conservative Mind. He says, quote, The terrible affliction of modern society is community lost. The possibility of salvation lies in community regained. Industrialism, radical democracy, and a mistaken individualism destroyed the ancient ties, which united men in common purpose, church, class, guild, local rights, and obligations, the whole sense of purposeful obligation which had kept all things secure in their places for many centuries. And he continues in the same paragraph, We need to remind ourselves regularly that centralization and standardization are not inevitable. Men have it in their power to preserve and strengthen voluntary associations, local enterprises, and local and private rights. The menace of the total state would be averted in considerable part if men would take, would make up their minds that consolidation and uniformity of existence are not irresistible forces beyond the control of will and reason. Every attempt at local and voluntary effort must be encouraged. Every suggestion of further consolidation and nationalization must be resisted with intrepidity unquote so we hear carlson tucker carlson echoing russell kirk by saying that we have responsibilities he says first you know the most center circle to us is our families though you know those who we didn't really have a choice to associate with we have a responsibility to them you know i have a responsibility to my wife when we have children i have a responsibility to them if you have a nuclear family you have responsibilities to those people and your extended family you know, we can't ignore those ties. When we ignore those ties and, and the family breaks down, it's one of the first signs of a declining society. Which of course, we see that the left wants to destroy. You know, the BLM until like two minutes ago had it up on their site that they hated the nuclear family, the, the Western prescribed nuclear family, I'm sorry. And they wanted to, they were looking for communal communal raising of children. So obviously the progressives want to attack the family. And as conservatives, we need to recognize our responsibilities to our family. The next circle, the next concentric circle, so moving outwards, is our friends, who are the people we choose to associate with. We have responsibilities to those people. We have obligations. You know, hopefully these friendships last for the rest of our lives, but it's important that we build community with our local friends and now that we live in the modern age, friends all over the country. It's important that we keep in touch with those people and then beyond that we have a responsibility to our local community like where we are right now the people with on our block the people in our neighborhood we have responsibilities to those people and that's the one that we kind of ignore the most um, we kind of and this is not just conservatives this is kind of the modern American feel is that we just Turn all that responsibility over to the federal government who really has no idea of what's happening in this in our communities, you know Can people in Washington decide how to make policy in Arizona or Florida or Texas? Not really because they don't know what it's like to live there. They don't know the challenges. They don't know What the people in those communities are going through? So it's really up to us here in our local community who know what we need to dictate and rule ourselves we need to replace that we need to reinvigorate the supremacy of local government, which is what the founders intended. We focus so much on being anti-collectivist that we become hyper into individualistic as conservatives. And that's, that's not good. That breaks down our local community and invites in a heavy, heavy state, like I said before. To combat more federalization, We will have to invest in our local communities. That means time, resources, energy, all of that will have to be invested in our local communities. And it won't necessarily be easy, and it's going to require a lot from us. But in the long run, like Kirk said, we'll be able to keep a tyrannical state away if we strengthen our local and state communities. And remember, like I said before, this is the way the American government was supposed to work. All the powers that were not specifically enumerated in the Constitution belong to the states and localities, not the federal government. Just read the 10th Amendment plainly. It says, quote, The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. So, anything not given to the federal government in the Constitution should be up to the states and to the localities. We've really seen a flip of that in recent years. You know, we're just giving more and more power, more and more power to the federal government when we really should be reserving a lot of that to the states and to our local governments. And this first point actually goes into my second takeaway from America Fest: is that we need to run and take back our politics in our local communities. We need to retake school boards, we need to retake our state houses, our state legislatures, we need to be on city councils, we need to be mayors, et cetera. And we have to to take back these local communities. This idea I actually got from a breakout session that was hosted by Run Gen Z, which is an organization that seeks to aid Gen Zers to run for local office. And this is important. It's important to run for local office because that's where a lot of our battles are fought or fought in our local communities. One example is how we conservatives always complain about how liberal the public school system is, but where are the conservatives running for school board? We need conservatives to run for school board to get all this junk out of our schools. So we conservatives can influence the next generation. We can see the importance of school board and school board decisions in Virginia, where an incident in Loudoun County sparked a wet red wave in Virginia, which has historically, at least recently, been a very blue purple state. So parents began protesting their critical race theory curriculum, you know, of course, which is designed to increase racial animus and push a liberal agenda. And not only that, then the school board covered up the rape of a student by a man identifying as female. And then had the father of the victim arrested after he exposed the cover-up. So this was happening right under the nose of the parents. But what was the what was the response? The response, at least from the Democrats, was quote, "I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach." That was from former Governor Terry McAuliffe, who was running, who ran against the Republican Glenn Youngkin this year, and thankfully lost. But this just goes to show it's important for conservatives to take back the school board. you know A lot of this junk, hopefully, and a lot of this trauma hopefully could have been avoided had Republicans been in control of the school board or at least conservatives been in control of the school board. I wouldn't say that none of all this would have been avoided because of course, a lot of this is being forced on school boards by state governments. Unfortunately, the Republicans lost control of the Virginia state State Legislature. Um, in 2019 I believe but it's important so that's why it's important to also control your state legislatures but if we want to change education we know that our education system is just pumping out liberals if we want to change that and get back to teaching the truth about America teaching core conservative principles we have to to retake the school boards because then we get to decide the curriculum we can keep those liberal forces at at bay at, at least hopefully and another example of the importance of running for school board is here in arizona a uh, school in phoenix is now deciding on a new curricula and the school board is considering a math textbook that says conservatives are more racist than liberals according to an incredibly flawed implicit bias test so the fact that such a textbook is e- a math textbook mind you a math textbook is even being considered as wrong. And you can see how progressives want to influence our children, impressionable children, through the public schools. Just the fact that the school board's even toying with this textbook, I believe they should all be run out of office. But this is, but we need people to run. We need people to get these people out of power. So we need motivated young conservatives to run. And that's really important beyond just school boards we've seen what motivated state legislatures and governors can do to fight back against the liberal agenda we see this with Governor DeSantis and all that he's done with Florida we see this with Governor Abbott in Texas we see it to a lesser degree here in Arizona with where our state legislature has banned the teaching of critical race theory that will inevitably come down to state to your state legislature so and they normally and our state legis, state legislators, often get ignored because you know it's not as glamorous as congress or whatever but they're important it's an important job to fill it's an important job to take seriously and if you're if you're motivated whatever age you are i would recommend you know reaching out to gen z trying to run winning local office because we they had young people younger you know early 20s who had been mayor who had been city councilmen who had been state legislators so it's important 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 to run for local office. And that's when we can take start taking our country back there. My final takeaway from America Fest was the prioritization of faith in the Young Conservative movement, which I found extremely encouraging. You know, it seems like the young conservative moment movement hopefully is a Christian movement. There was a lot of prayer that went on at Turning Point USA, which was comforting and encouraging. Lauren Boebert, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, ended her speech with a prayer. There was worship on Sunday morning and then they had a pastor speak. But why is this important? It's important because we as conservatives believe in a transcendent order that rules the universe, hence why we can't create right and wrong. And this also gives us the premise of natural rights. Because we can understand nature because of the creator who rules the universe with through order We can use our reason to discern these quote natural rights because there's an order to the universe because there's a divine creator And I know of it. I've spoken of this extensively in the past So I don't want to rehash everything, but I just want you guys to know I don't forget what I've said I just keep repeating it because it's important It's important for us conservatives to understand why we believe what we believe. Without our anchor in the divine order, our beliefs are just as subjective as the progressives. And it's also important because if we want to change the culture, if we want to win this culture war, we need to change people spiritually and morally. We will need a moral revolution to take place in America, and that's going to require religion. The religion of secularism has won over most of American culture. And it's the result of secularism and progressivism, and which has led us to rel- this relativism that we're in. And we won't be able to change the culture politically, or we'll have extremely limited success without significant moral change. Like I said, which will require which will require a religion. And what I saw at, at, at Turning Point USA was extremely encouraging. Once again, thank you all for tuning into the Big Red for America show. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you have a safe new year and I'll see you all next week. Did you like what you heard this week? Make sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms from our site on Anchor FM. If you want to follow us on social media, you'll see our link down in the description. And if you really like it, make sure you share this podcast with all your friends. That's one of the best ways that you can help this podcast grow. Thank you all so much. See you next time.